Welcome to Blessed in This Mess, offering encouragement for family caregivers. I'm Lori Schlosser. Welcome returning listeners, and if you're new here, I'm so glad you've joined us. It's great to have you here for episode number three. Today, in a bold move, I want to talk with you about the stress you're under as a family caregiver and what that stress means to the condition of your heart. I also want to encourage you to take care of the body that so lovingly cares for someone else. If you've tuned in previously, we've been exploring some element each time of whole person wellness as defined by a simple wellness wheel. I'll add my favorite wellness wheel to the show notes once again, so you can take a look at it. We've talked a bit about emotional and spiritual wellness in episodes one and two. Feel free to refer back to those. Today, let's take a look at what may be the number one issue in the orange section of the wheel, the physical wellness section, that is heart health. Heart disease is the number one killer of Americans, and we as family caregivers are at a significantly increased risk of heart disease, heart attack, and stroke. I'm calling this episode during American Heart Month, Stress and the Caregiver's Heart. Listen in. Blessed in This Mess is a podcast for the hearts of family caregivers. If you are caring for someone you love through chronic illness, sickness, or disability, you're in the right place. Family caregiving is messy. It can be exhausting and isolating, but there are blessings to be found even in the mess. I invite you to join me here every other week for some fresh perspective and simple reminders about the blessings in your role, about staying positive and preserving your health for the long run. My grandmother on my mom's side was a self-proclaimed hillbilly. She was the oldest girl of 15 children born in the hills of southeastern Tennessee. She was small and sweet. When she was a young girl, she had wiry auburn hair, and she only went to school through the sixth grade because her mom needed her to be at home to care for what seemed like another baby each year. She made the best chicken and dumplings and homemade pies you've ever tasted. Grandma had the most hilarious stories of life in the hill country and a million funny phrases I've never heard anywhere else. She taught those phrases to my mom just through virtue of life, who taught them to my siblings and myself. And we use them in our family as kind of a a code, a family code that links us to our past and cracks us up at the same time. Even as my mom's health was failing in her 80s, I would greet her each day with one of grandma's phrases, which was a warm connection between us and a chance for me to kind of assess her memory that day, which was becoming increasingly dim as she lost her ability to speak. So many residents in mama's facility heard me greet her with these words, Hi mama, how's your heart and your liver? I know, catchy, right? You heard that correctly. When her cognition was good, she would smile broadly. She would hear me say, Hi, Mama, how's your heart and your liver? And she would respond appropriately, Flirting with my gizzard. Mm Mm-hmm, 
That's what I said. Flirting with my gizzard. It still makes me smile. I still can't look at a chicken gizzard without thinking about mama or about grandma. Mama never really had an issue with her liver, but her heart was another matter. She had been the family caregiver for my dad, who was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes in his mid-40s, and for grandma, the first person I would know diagnosed with dementia. Mama cared for them simultaneously for 20 years, and even as a teenager, I helped her. I lived with grandma for a year or so when I was a senior in high school. Grandma and dad died six months apart from each other, dad at 65 and grandma at 93. And six months later, mama had a heart attack. Small wonder. I can only imagine the stress she was under. I know very well she sacrificed her health in caring for dad and grandma while raising four kids and working full time. I never really thought about mama in this way until I became a caregiver for our son, diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at age 8, and then seven years later, at the same time for mama, who after years of stress and high blood pressure, began to have problems with strokes and vascular dementia that advanced. The stress around family caregiving can be enormous. I hear it from caregivers all the time. I definitely felt it myself. My cardiologist, and yes, you heard that correctly, I have one of those. Despite my average weight and my normal blood pressure, I'm not medicated there in any way. But he tells me that stress is the new smoking as far as heart health goes. What? Yeah, I was amazed. Stress is the new smoking. And then he told me further, and if you're low on sleep, that's hard on your heart too. Oh dear. That hardly seems fair, right? I've never smoked, but he still wants me to undergo a stress test every couple years. A stress test? I vote heck yes. (laughs) I think I should pass with flying colors. But seriously, I ask you this, my friend. How is your stress level, and what is the condition of your heart? I'm linking some simple stress reduction tips for family caregivers to the show notes. Please take a look at them. I know you've seen these ideas before. By this point, we all have. But you and I need these reminders, and we need them often. These are the best down and dirty tip sheets I have seen. They're created by the American Heart Association. And I'd like to add, if I could, just my two cents worth in three areas that have really helped me guard my heart and protect it over the last 40 years or so. I'm calling these my three M's of heart health. The first M is mindset makes a huge difference to me how I start my day. And I usually try to do that with meditation, a brief meditation and deep breathing. And I really have to give my cardiologist props on this one because this was his suggestion that I begin to meditate or participate in yoga. And I've tried both, but the meditation has really, really worked for me. His his suggestion was so on point. I use Abide Meditation. It is a three-minute free offering that comes in over my 
phone, and I will put a link in there in the show notes as well for Abide Meditation. But I subscribe to it, and then the notice comes into my inbox, and then I just click on it, and I do the three-minute meditation. Additionally, as far as mindset goes, I'm doing my very best each day to focus on what I have accomplished, and more importantly, what I'm grateful for, not on my problems and my worries. I have a tendency to be a worrier. I don't know how many of you are like that too, but I got that honestly from my mom as well. And really, I've been trying to focus on being more grateful than I am worried. It has been a tremendous help. Additionally, as far as mindset goes, it's so great to be able to take a break, but I know so many caregivers, particularly if you've got a little person that you're caring for, it's hard to come by a break. So I suggest mini breaks, and that can happen in the middle of your day when you just take a few moments to treat yourself to little things that make your heart happy. For instance, when I do my morning meditation, Or sometimes at dinner, when we're having dinner, I'll light a candle because it just makes me happy to have it there. When I work around the house or when I'm working on writing, I often have music going in the background. Something else that just makes my heart happy. It's almost like a mini break. Or I'll call a friend just for a break to be able to talk to someone, get my mind off of my own things, and have that time to let my my mind just kind of rest. The other thing I recommend under mindset is, boy, I've worked so hard to limit my screen time. And I know that's hard when we're all using cell phones and looking at our computers, but you know as well as I do, it's been pretty dark out there in the land of incoming news. So limiting your screen time is so important. That was my first M of heart health. Number two is movement. I have to admit, I've tried it all. I've tried it all over time, and what works for me and what I found over the long haul, and I have Zumba'd, and I have Pilates, and I have Yoga'd, is really just a good pair of tennis shoes and walking. And as I've gotten older, I've added some stretching and some strength exercises. I also try to park away from the door whenever I go shopping or out somewhere in the car. That gives me a little bit of extra walking time. And when the weather's really bad, I walk inside. I may go to the mall near our home and walk. Sometimes my husband is with me. Sometimes I have a girlfriend with me. Um, Sometimes I just have my ear pods in and I am walking and listening to a podcast. Like, uh, how about a shameless plug here? You could put in earbuds and just listen to this podcast while you walk. So movement, so important and so important in the long run, I think, as your body ages. My third point then after mindset and movement is moderation. You'll see on tip sheets everywhere, keep your weight at a good level. Keep your weight in a a healthy level. But I have to tell you, um, after so many years of trying many, many diets and many, many options for keeping weight at a healthy level, and I've been able to do that over the course of my life. I started out kind of fluffy. I was kind of a chubby little kid. But as soon as I left mom's house and her fabulous cooking, I kind of got that under control. I don't really think for me, I, I don't like the word diet. I don't think diets work that well. I think lifestyle change over time around what you eat is really the best method, the most long-lasting method. That is what has worked for me. And that 
lifestyle change really is just more water, more water throughout my day, and also consuming more whole foods, especially fresh vegetables. Now, I got to tell you, I grew up in a house where mom baked, and she's a fabulous baker, and I do love a good yeast roll or a good piece of pie, and I don't deny myself those things, but everything again in moderation. Less processed, less white flour and sugar, more natural, and then when you do have a piece of something yummy, that's when I just do it one piece and I'm done. We'll talk more about this in future episodes because I have lived also with a child with type 1 and a dad who had type 2. I just have learned so much about blood sugar and glycemic index, and I have a lot of great friends who want to come on and talk about nutrition, so we'll catch up on those things in future episodes. So those are my three M's of heart health, mindset, movement, and moderation. My Bible touch point for today is Mama's favorite Bible verse, which is Jesus' words from Matthew 11, 28 to 29, when he said, Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls." That just makes me feel more peaceful. We all need rest from the stress of family caregiving. I think that's a beautiful verse, and I will definitely link it in the show notes from Matthew 11. Take a look at those tips, if you would, in the show notes. I definitely am so, so convinced that the way you begin your day with a positive mindset and you keep coming back to that positive mindset throughout the day, just really sets you on a course to have a great day. Keep moving and enjoy your favorite things, but do it in moderation. Your work as a family caregiver is just a part of the wonderful life you've been given. So from my heart to yours, gizzard and all, please take care of yourself. Take care of your heart. Protect it. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thanks for joining me today for Blessed in This Mess. Did you know one in five adults in the U.S. is a family caregiver? If you know other caregivers who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. For links to the resources used in today's episode, check out the show notes or the podcast tab on my website at laurieschlosser.com. Better yet, go on my website and subscribe and follow me on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. You can also find me on Instagram at Lori Schlosser Speaks or on Facebook at Lori Schlosser. As always, you are on my heart and in my prayers. See you next time.